to you that even before the world was formed or the foundations of the world was laid even from everlasting to everlasting you are God we acknowledge this about you Father and we thank you that you are we don't try, have to try to explain you to determine your origin, your beginning, you are just God. And because of that, there is no ending to you. So we again, we concur with Moses, even from everlasting, eternity past, to everlasting, eternity to come, you are still God. So Father, we thank you we lift every obstacle, everything that is resisting the move of your spirit on this day. We're asking you, God, that by your power, you will establish your glory today, both in the house and in the houses of those who are watching, that today your kingdom will come. Your will be done in very tangible ways. In the name of Jesus Christ. And everyone say, Amen. 
Amen. First of all, let me say Happy Mother's Day, beginning with my wife, mother of our sons and co-pastor and all of the women, uh, heads of ministries and all the women who are mothers, Happy Mother's Day to you. It is my prayer that God's grace will rest upon you all and that in you the glory of the Lord will be revealed. May this day be a uniquely composite day that you'll experience God in ways you never thought possible. May his favor rest upon you and may his glory overshadow you. And we bless you with the blessing of our Heavenly Father. So bless you, mothers, those in the house, and those who are watching us, um, even delayed when they get to watch. We want to bless you with the blessings of the Lord. Bless you. So all the mothers, just wave at me so I can see where you are. Wonderful. Bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. Now I also want to give a special blessing to those who are not mothers yet. Um, for whatever the reason. There is a passage that says, your children are more than those who give birth. And so we want to bless you as well on this Mother's Day for you to understand that God didn't leave you out at all. He actually says your children are more than those who have actually physically actually given birth. You have taken care of so much and so many that you have to be um, laudated as well and to be blessed and say Jamaica to be bigged up in this time. So we bless you as well with the blessings of the Lord. May God's hand be mighty upon you and may you experience his care in a way that is amazing. In a way that is amazing. Amen? Amen. I want to start our reading today on Proverbs 31, 30. So Proverbs 31 and verse 30. Thank you, Lord. Proverbs 31, 30 is our reading. But I want to start at verse 28. Just to give a little flow. Um, it actually starts much earlier, but um, right, let's start at 27. 27 says, she looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. 
her children arise or arise or up and called her blessed her husband also and praise her many daughters have done virtuously so many daughters have done virtuously but thou excellest them all what an amazing statement many daughters have done virtuously but thou excellest them all you exceed them all favor is delightful and beauty vain a woman that fears the Lord she shall be praised give her of the fruit of her hand a hands rather and let her works praise her in the gates let her works praise her in the gates the word of the Lord this morning and so I want to just share uh, briefly um, on this little theme, a woman that fears the Lord. A woman that fears the Lord. One does not have to go far to see the kinds of happenings that have been perpetrated upon a number of women in a country like this. There is still, and, and, and this, whenever I say this is going to sound so interesting, but there is still the missing of Jasmine Dean. And this for me is almost personal. I don't know her, I've never met her. I don't know her father or her family. But I'm not able to shake this one by any means. And so I'm constantly in prayer for this situation because answers must be had concerning her whereabouts. And the two men who were arrested seem not to have provided any clue for whatever reason they have been tight-lipped the reality of the situation is she's not found and she must be found she must answers must be given but she is but just one of the major cases of disappearances of women and young girls Women have been raped and mutilated. There have been the recent case of a 13-year-old that was raped by five men. Bugad, as they say. That's like a gang rape, abducted and raped. And all across our nation, women are being affected in this way. Women are also undergoing some incredible hurt through what is now come to be called gender violence. 
And one of the glaring examples is to have a man who is reported or purported to be a politician beating this woman with a chair, a stool. And whilst our standing order of the house indicate that nothing can be done unless there's a formal charge, from a moral perspective, it is required that our prime minister or whoever it is that is in charge of that house take such a stand as to see that this does not form a part and parcel of our um, political power, that those in political seats are not given the slap on the wrist as though it is okay for them to do such violence. And maybe, it may be that others in the house have at some point in their life been guilty of such a doings. But those we have no knowledge of, this we do, and something must be done about it. And so women are undergoing incredible um, hurt from all kinds of things. And again, they said gender violence. There have been incidents. Um, just last night, I think it was on the news, of something that went on in one of the parish council divisions of our nation, where a woman on the elderly side was beaten with a piece of board by a security guard at a market who tell her to pack up and she did not move and fast enough. Such behaviors are not to be tolerated in our country. It is wrong, it is ungodly, it is unholy. And this is not what our nation is about. And so I want to share, hopefully, just to use a few examples of women in the scriptures and to highlight the contributions that are you know put forward by our women in in their serve in their function and their services and it ought to be clear that whether the woman is godly in terms of being a christian or not women form the backbone of our country's experience in a lot of ways. Our churches are still disproportional in our ratio of women to men. And in reality, it is the women that have kept a majority of the churches alive because the men are missing, to say the least. And so I want to then again emphasize on this little theme. A woman that fears the Lord. A woman that fears the Lord. Now, this word fear has to do with um, one that is, has given themselves to reverence and is determined with their whole life to honor him who sits upon the throne. 
to honor the Lord God of heaven maker of, of heaven and earth the exist, self-existent one the one who creates all things by the word of his power the one to whom no one and nothing can res resist and withstand and in the writings of Proverbs 31 the emphasis is placed on this woman even though there are many theologians who says that this is really a, a synopsis of the ideal woman that is not so much speaking about one particular woman but the ideal woman and in speaking about this ideal woman in all of her facets and her different um, areas of not just affection but how she gives of herself both in her own labor in her own creativeness in her womanhood um, and and they seek to highlight or to say that no one woman seemed to epitomize all of this well I will take the scriptures rendering of it any day over the theologians understanding of it and it starts out by saying who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies her heart the heart of her husband does safely trust in her that sounds like it talk about it's talking about one specific woman not a combination of women compiled together to make one it is describing a woman in many facets of her activities and it's also describing a woman that is married in the New Testament it is said, Paul said, that the person that is married is concerned about the person to whom they are married and have not been able to give themselves fully to ministry. But this woman that we have here in Proverbs 31 seems to be not only married but have given herself to ministry, to fearing the Lord. And to honor God in every step of the way. This woman stands out in contrast to even the women of her day. Because the women of her day would be not just be wives. But they were mostly confined at home. While the men are busy doing all of the religious stuff and the meeting in the gates with the elders and all of that these women would have been under a certain kind of um, subjection to their husbands in a lot of things but this woman is spoken of as being involved both in a marriage with children and operating a fully functional business or businesses 
that she has engaged herself in on a level where she is operating a business at tip-top performance. She has merchants who are mariners, shipmen, who are looking to her for goods and supply. And she's meeting their needs in that regard, taking care of her household. This is no ordinary feat that has been accomplished by this woman. There are many women who are, the, the traditional Jamaican woman was supposed to be home while the husband goes out and do, whether he's working in the field or he's working in the office, and she's a stay-at-home mom is the modern term. But as time would allow, our women are working the fields, they're working in the office, they're working as wives, they're working as mothers, and they're working in the house of the Lord. Many facets to this woman as she carries out these different areas. What I want for us to understand also is that she's a brilliant woman. She is really sound in her business acumen, in her ability to run things. And she's, none of these things that is up under her care seem to be suffering from any forms of neglect. So much so that the men in the gates keep talking to her husband about her and how much they admire how well he's put together because of her. And so he himself is raising his own voice along with the children to praise her and to give her what is due to her. Respect and honor. Respect and honor. Now, one of the most fascinating things about this passage, and we'll be looking at other women as I've said, is the fact that it starts out by describing that she's a woman of virtue, and then it's going to go through and telling all the different things that she's engaged in, productive-wise and production-wise. And it is almost as though it is pointing to this as something from a self-generated strength until you reach to the end of the, the, the passage, you suddenly realize that all of this is actually emanating out of the fact that this woman is a worshiper. It is out of her worshipful experience of the Lord that these creative things are being um, pushed. That's where her drives her drive come from. It is from there that her um, success comes. This is a woman who understands what it means to seek first the Lord and all of his righteousness and then experience what it means to have 
all things being added to her. And the Bible says concerning her is that she fears the Lord and she must be praised. Honors must be heaped upon her for all that she have done. And so, what does it mean to fear the Lord? That as a woman, I'm encouraging you to not stay in the shallows. It is easy sometimes for women to get themselves embroiled in gossip and in things that doesn't truly represent all that you are capable of. But it, it becomes a problem when it now begins to manifest itself in these ways. That you can become embroiled in things like that where your name is being called in ways and on levels that not, e not even you yourself would want your name to be called. And so it is very important to actually distinguish yourself by building this incredible relationship with the Lord. I want to encourage women who are dealing with issues, fighting with different things, fighting for your family. Do you know how many men in this nation can stand and say, I had a praying grandmother or I have a praying mother. Had it not been for my mother, I would not have been where I am today. And so it is that relationship and all the young women here who may or may not be mothers learn well what it means to come into this very close relationship and walk with the Lord and see what that produces in your overall life. Something that is noteworthy and worth speaking about. The Lord be magnified. To fear the Lord means that this woman has given herself to the Lord. Full hundred. She's not neglecting the courts of God to run business. But rather, her business acumen is being flowed out of her relationship with the Lord. So here we see a woman, a wife, a mother, a businesswoman, and a woman in entrepreneurship in all of her rights. And she ought to be praised. And the secret is to fear the Lord. But I want to tell you about another woman. And this woman that I want to tell you about is found in 1 Samuel chapter 1. And her name is Hannah. And Hannah was a woman who married to a gentleman by the name of Elkanah. And Elkanah is a man well-to-do in his community. He have wealth and resources. He have things at his disposal. But Hannah would have been the first of two wives that he had. Hannah being the first and the second is called Penina. And Penina as a wife it turns out that she started giving birth to children. 
And Hana was barren, as the word says. She was not having children being born to her. Hana. This is a woman that had given herself to the Lord. And even though she would go to her husband and say to him, No, my husband, I am sorrow of spirit. My heart is broken over what's going on. Elkanah would attempt in many cases to bless her with a double portion. Just trying to minister grace to her and say, you know, hang on my dear. Things are going to be different. She said, no. It's not money, clothing, jewelry. Those are not the things that I desire most. I desire to have children. And there are many women who are battling this particular desire, who are married and battling this particular desire today. And for whatever the reason, it has become difficult in that department. I have prayed with a number of women over the years and I've seen God grant unusual miracles in allowing them to not be mothered. But in this case, Hannah is hurting because the taunt, the taunt of her adversary the taunt of Penina has gotten under her skin. And she is hurt. She's crushed. She's becoming embittered. Again, this is a time in history where for you to not have children, it's frowns upon, they would say. It's even worse than now. Even worse than now. And she was hurt. And so Hannah... The scripture says of her, let me read it here. It says of Hannah, and she was in bitterness of soul. And watch the next statement. And she prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said to the Lord of hosts, to the Lord of armies, if thou wilt indeed look upon I look upon my affliction of thy handmaiden and remember me. Remember I said last week that whenever the Bible says the Lord remembers someone, miracles usually take place. If you look upon your handmaiden and remember me and not forget thy handmaiden, but will give unto thy handmaiden a man-child, not just any child, a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life and there shall no razor come upon his head. Now, let me explain this for you in this way. Let me start with the razor issue. Uh, there was a group of men that was called Nazarites. Nazarites. Now, let me clearly differentiated because a Rastaman in Jamaica made this mistake himself when he says he's taken his Nazarene vow. A Nazarite is not from Nazarene. So a Nazarite is not just like you say a Jamaica 
Jamaica, the, the people of Jamaica are called Jamaicans. So a Nazarite is not from Nazarene. A Nazarene is a person from Nazareth. A Nazarite was a particular group of persons set aside from childhood, given to the Lord in a special, unique vow that allowed them to be like priests in the house of God for the rest of their lives. And it came with some very strict uh, instructions and components. Among them was that razor could not go up on their heads. Of course, you know, with my kind of hairstyle right now, I would not be qualified. Because they have to be able to grow their hair um, and pull it, as it were. They could not go near a dead body. They could not um, have any wine, anything that ferments. There's a number of things that they were never allowed to do because they have been given to the Lord 100%. 100%. And Hannah says, if you remember me and grant me this request of my heart, not only am I giving my son to you, and I, I want you to see how amazing this particular request is. Her request for wanting the son is not so she can parade him around and say, see, barrenness is now broken off my life. And I have a son. She's saying, I want you to break this curse and to end the taunt of my enemy. But when you have done it by giving me this son, I am giving him back to you. Not even my husband will have him. I'm giving him back to you. And so she wants to silence, silence the mouth of the Penina. There are many women right now that are being criticized left, right, and center. There are many of you who are living in a crisis point. There are some of you, your trouble, the trouble that you have is not that your husband is um, promiscuous or he's into infidelity. The trouble that you are having is maybe someone on the husband's side of the family who don't like you from the day he chose you, you have never been liked. They have everything to say against you. They criticize you, they attack you, they come against you, and you're under all kinds of scrutiny and judgment. Well, here is what was happening to Hannah as she dealt with this particular situation in the house with her own husband and because it says notice it says that this woman feared the lord or she went to pray an indication that with all of what is going on she didn't blame god and say god you are, you, you love my enemy more than me you love the pininas more than me no she didn't do that she said god the answer for my problem rests with you I will not stop pursuing you until you give me what I'm asking you for. She was bitter, yes. Because you can just imagine the sly remarks that would have been made by Penina from time to time. You can just imagine. You can imagine that in the morning when she stepped out of her tent 
Penina chose to step out at the same time and begin to call out loud to all the children to come. So she can just says, Come, Junior! Come! Just to show off on her that she has nobody to call. Can you imagine how awful that must have been for her? Can you imagine how he would look at her and say, You know, is Mia carried a swing? It was in Jamaica. Can you imagine when it's time for inheritance and stuff? She's looking at her as though she's something that the cat dragged in. And she scorned her and treated her badly. And there are many women that are undergoing that right now. Even by their own husbands. Who instead of praising and acknowledging them. Treat them as though they have no place in their own lives. Ah. 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 Bitterness of spirit. Women are dealing with all kinds of things that have come against them to hurt them and to make them bitter. All kinds of things. But if you would take a leaf out of the page of Hannah's book and press into God, becoming a woman that fears the Lord, it says she was in bitterness of spirit and Hannah went and prayed. You would see that she come based on the statement coming out of the mouth of a lie you realize that she was a regular at the house of god because his statement when he saw her mumbling said woman how many times do i tell you not to come to church drunk and she said no my lord i am not drunk what you are seeing is the evidence of the hurt that is going on in my spirit and she received a response from the priest he says go in peace and may the lord god of heaven grant you your request can i say that to the women that are in the house this morning and those who are watching virtually can i say to you that there may be something that you are believing god for i am declaring peace over you and may the Lord God grant you your every request. What is your request this morning? Hannah's request was for a son. You may have already had this son, but he's not walking with the Lord. And your request is for his salvation. You may as well may have been in a relationship with a husband that is not saved. That is your request. God wants you to bring that before him. And may God grant you your request. It may be that you are believing God for some miracles in other areas of your life. May the Lord God grant you your request. Maybe your children have neglected you and have abandoned you. And treat you like you were not the one who pushed them out of the womb. And you want that their hearts will be turned. May the Lord God grant you your request. May he fight the battles for you. And release you. Hannah. As she engaged into this deep place of hurt. When she went back home from that blessing, she and Elkanah hooked up again. And the next thing you know is that she missed the usual monthly experience. And she said, no, something looked like something this time. And then she woke up one morning and realized that the mandrake that she used to eat not going down well this time. She's a little nauseous. And she said, aha! 
the Lord has done it this time. And she wrote out of this place a fear in the Lord. She wrote an amazing prophetic song of worship and thanksgiving. And in it she says that she who could not have won have now received seven. She said once my womb is open for one, it can open for six more. Receive seven. And she said that those who were ahead of the game and behaving as though they have everything pat and okay, she said they will have to hire themselves out for bread. Because I come, this is like saying the first shall be last and the last first. I am getting back everything that has robbed me. My God. God granted her request. And she gave this prayer is what produced the Samuel. It is that which produced this prophet that it says that was feared from Dan to Beersheba. This prophet is birthed out of the crucible of persecution and much prayer and seeking the Lord. That when you fear the Lord, the thing that comes out of you next is miraculous. I want to say that again. That when the Lord remembers you, miracles happen. When the Lord remembers you. I want to move to another lady in the scriptures. And this lady is Deborah. Deborah in Judges 4. And in Judges 4, Deborah is regarded, Judges 4, 4 says of her, that a prophetess and a wife, and she judged Israel at that time. She's a prophetess and a wife, and she judged Israel at that point. Now let me explain to you what we're talking about when we say that judge. Now a judge in our context would have to go to the court. But in this context, a judge is also the position of the, the monarch, like the king. Or in her case, the queen. That she's raised up to a status of royal proportion. Leader of the nation. As leader of the nation. So watch this. She's prophetess. She's married. She's judge. But as leader of the nation, she's also commander and chief of the armies of Israel. Let me say that again. Prophetess, wife, judge. But she's also the commander and chief of the armies of Israel. That every time the nation goes out to war, she has to saddle an, a, a horse and be out ahead of the army. This is not the woman who stays home and just taking care of babies. She is leading a nation and she's leading a nation into battle. Now, let me back up a little bit because I'm about to get myself in trouble here. So there are those who have incorrectly understood the scriptures by incorrect interpretation that argues from time to time that women ought not 
to be preaching in the house of God or having any position of leadership and authority and are not to instruct the men. For you to be a prophetess, it is not if you are instructing men, you are instructing men. For you to be head of the people of God, you are also spiritual leader of that nation. You are leading the charge on a spiritual level as well. Yes, there may be a priest over the tabernacle, but even the priest takes command at your instructions. She is a woman that fears the Lord. She's a woman who is a prophetess, who have come into the courts of God and love the courts of God. She's under direction of the Holy Spirit, under direction of the God of heaven and earth, under direction that is leading armies and leading nations. This is Deborah, mighty woman. But Deborah, in going out to battle, she sent and called for a fellow by the name of Barak. Now, Barak, his name also means praise. It means to be silent. It also means to be married um, and, and other meanings for that one word. Essentially, this is a woman that understands partnerships, that produces... Um, the kind of partnership and unity that produces godly results impactful results in a nation and she teamed up in fact when she asked for Barak to lead the army out Barak says tell you what if you want to go up you can go up I will, I, will, I will accompany you but I'm not going to be in charge of this army and she led into battle successful campaigns one victory upon victory producing results that are of godly proportions this woman is a woman that fears the Lord and she is we, we, the new term we have nowadays is to multitask and multitask means that your your hand is involved in different things all at the same time well this woman is multi-professional not just multitasking she's multi-professional and she's doing all of these different things whilst maintaining a relationship that have her regarded as a prophetess in israel that is fantastic that is absolutely amazing that is beautiful that is the lord I say that is the Lord. That is the Lord. Prophetess, wife, judge of Israel, commander and chief of the armies of Israel. And she did fought and won battles. So I want to encourage again our women. You may feel as though all that you are doing is not being regarded, respected, or valued. But God is paying attention. And I say that again. God is paying attention. And in him being attentive to what you are doing, he will produce in you amazing results. And the victory is yours every time. There's no place where we read that Deborah lost a battle. 
I said the victory is yours every time. Because Deborah was successful. Final woman that I want to look at. She is found in Luke chapter 2. 36 to 38. So Luke chapter 2. 36 to 38. And here it says. And there was one Anna. A prophetess. Daughter of Penuel. Of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age. And had lived with her. With an husband. Seventy years. From her virginity. And she was a widow. About four score and four years. Which departed not from the temple. But served God with, fear, with, with fastings and prayers. Night and day. She came. And she coming in the um, instant gave thanks. Likewise unto the Lord and speak of him to all them that looked for the redemption of Jerusalem. Now, this is a snippet out of an experience of them taking Jesus for his circumcision. When Jesus was a baby from the womb. And the first when it says that she gave thanks also. The first person that gave thanks was um, the old man Simeon. And Simeon in his age says, now let thy servant depart in peace. He said, no, I can die now. Because that for which I was interceding have now been present, presented before me. He is the Messiah. He is the Lord. He is the Redeemer of Israel. He is the Lord. And that was Simeon's testimony. But Anna, 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 notice it says that this woman, it speaks about her integrity in one statement. And the statement was that she was married She was married and lived with her husband from her virginity. So it tells you first and foremost about her character. That this woman from very early in her life gave herself to the requirement of God. She gave herself to the moral standards of God. That she was not given into this many boyfriend thingies. She kept herself as a young woman. And from every indication that we just read here. Have never been with any other person except the person to whom she was married. And she, she married as a virgin. And kept it went on to speak of our morality in this way. 
that from she was married to this man, she had not been with any other man. And even though this man died at a certain age, instead of going to another man, married or otherwise, she gave herself to the Lord. She gave herself to the Lord. What an amazing way to um, bring praise to a woman. Let me speak to the young women here out of this little thought. That there are many who are going to make it seem like being a virgin is a curse. And in your generation, it's going to be seen as though if you are not into what all the other girls are into, something is wrong with you. Let me make it abundantly clear. God's standards still stands. His standard is still the best. And your virginity is one of the most precious things you ever have. More precious than any clothing you could wear. Gold or diamond put together. It is precious because it speaks of your integrity. And integrity is not something that is the kind of thing when you lose it, it's difficult to even be considered a person of integrity again. Can't just lose it. Not because the guy looked like him handsome and his talk is as smooth as butter, means that he's qualified. You need to send him the boot. He comes to you and says, girl, you look good. And I checks for you. Tell him I checks for myself. Take a hike. You don't want that kind of thing in your life. You want someone who's going to spend the rest of their life with you. For real. Not jump ship somewhere along the line. Alright. So, your virginity is important. It speaks of you. And it speaks should speak well of you. Hannah, uh, Anna, in this case, she was tasked along with Simeon as the chief intercessors to set the stage for two major events. The birth of John the Baptist, Yochanan, and the birth of Jesus, Yeshua the Messiah. They were tasked with this. And even though Simeon said, I'm ready to go, Hannah had made no such thing. In fact, Anna is in prayer. And she has given herself to prayer. Watch this. Night and day. Night and day. Women in prayer. Night and day. There are many women that are up praying while men are asleep. Night and day. She fears the Lord enough that night and day she's in prayer. What is she praying about? That God's prophecies would be fulfilled in her lifetime. Somehow she got wind that it was close to the time. As a prophetess, God opened her understanding to know that the Messiah and the one who was to be the forerunner to prepare the way that both of them were on their way and needed to be prayed for 
She was praying that John the Baptist, Yochanan, the immerser, would have been present. That nothing would stop him from being born. She was praying that Jesus... You can see the effects of the prayer of Anna when you understand that Herod sent out a decree that babies two years and below would be killed in attempting to get rid of the Messiah. You can you, you understand what I'm saying? Let me say it again. You can see how that prayer helped to carve out a security both for John because John would have been included. When we think about Herod's decree, we only think of Jesus. But John was only born six months before. It means that even John had to be protected under this decree that went out against every male child. Their intercession is what set the stage for their preservation and protection. It is because of this intercession that gone out that angels are now going to and fro from earth and heaven bringing instruction it is the angel that came to joseph and says boy get up don't disown your wife do not abandon your wife instead marry her finish up the marriage ceremony because whatever is in her womb is of the holy ghost so he stopped angels are stopping joseph from doing what he wanted to do because prayers set the stage it is angels that are coming to Joseph and says, get up with the child and flee into Egypt because Herod is after the child. All of this is because of those intercessions. My brothers and sisters, listen to me. We are talking right now. Right now, we, I sent out, for those who have not heard, I sent out for us to have a 14 days times in prayer and fasting from the 10th all the way to the 23rd. And in that time, we are pressing in. What are we praying for? We are praying for revival and transformation. We are praying for those who are young converts, those who are to be in the Lord. We are praying that the power of God will fall upon them, that they'll have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. I'm trying to say to you that if we don't pray, sinners remain sinners. And our gospel efforts are thwarted if we don't birth in prayer these lives these young ones these move of the spirit we will not see what we're believing for it requires prayer and we need to understand the posture that anna took in that she's praying that an entrance way be created for the messiah's coming we will have to pray that the hearts of all our young people get open. That the hearts of men and women rip open for the gospel to come inside there. And that they'll have an encounter with God. We are praying that entire communities be stirred by a move of God. Listen, how significant this is. Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Jeremiah cried out and he says, Send for the wailing women. Send for the wailing women. Because what is happening and about to happen to a nation requires that persons weep before the Lord. So send for the wailing women. And when the wailing women have come, look among them and find those who are most seasoned 
in this level and this area of prayer. And then you need to seek, select those seasoned women and put all the young women under them that they may train the young women how to weep and wail because if they don't, they will not have a man to be married to later on. That the young men are dying in the streets. Young men are dying in the streets. May I just encourage our women and by extension I'm going to encourage our men but let me deal with our women. Can I encourage our women those old prayer mothers to begin to take under your wings and disciple younger prayer women young girls, young girls, teens children, female in prayer to birth a move of God in a nation called Jamaica and all of our territorial spaces to birth a move of God that is unprecedented because this needs to happen now this needs to happen now some of you have sons and daughters already it's time for the birthing of those sons and daughters into the things of God your prayer can do it it seems difficult it seems hard it seems that boy the more you pray is the worse the, the child gets your prayers petitioning the Lord it can do it God will hear and God will answer he will answer for your own household but he will answer for your children and he'll answer for the children of this nation if we cry out for him cry out to him for them in fastings Hana, Anna fasted and prayed Anna fasted and prayed Anna fasted and prayed and let me say to our men remember that there are two persons that God chose to give oversight to the coming of John and Jesus and this would have been um, Simeon that we need men to rise up in this season as did Simeon and to get back into the place of prayer to go into prayer and fasting understanding that you are paving a way for a move of God in a nation pray unto the young boys the age group now what 14 to 25 are responsible for most of the murders in our country they are the most vicious and cold-hearted young persons you can ever find when they go to do killings their killings are gruesome because they are being encouraged by the ridiculous thing that we call music that speaks about bloodshed and and sexually charged and all of that that are in their ears every day and is shaping their heart it requires intercession to break into those hearts and to pull them back from the brink of disaster their own disaster they believe that they will not live past 25 years old and they are living like that it is our intercession that will pull them out of darkness into light out of the power of satan into the power of their dear son out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light that needs intercession it needs men and women to be in prayer it means fasting and prayer it needs crying out and sometimes it will take you all night it will disturb your sleep and sometimes only when the, the, the hurt of our nation and the true picture of what's going on in our land have removed sleep from us that's when we really get it.
We keep saying a few them business. Let them deal with it themselves. That's not how it works. You live like that and it show up in your doorstep next time. You have to be able to stand. You have to be able to do this. And pray. And if you are, have not given birth, I said earlier that the passage says that the children of the woman that is barren, or one that have not given birth, are more than those who have given birth. It means that you need to pray for someone else. Take that person's child under your wings, so to speak, and begin to pray them into their destiny and pray them into their call. That is how important it is. So what are we saying? That the woman that fears the Lord, they are the ones that will be praised. In our society, women are praised for all kinds of things. Women are praised for their ability to twerk. They are praised for their sexual prowess. Their lips, their hips, and their fingertips. And women are praised for everything else. All of the things that should make them blush they are praised for that but the scripture says it is the women that fear the lord they are the ones that are to be feared to be praised this world is upside down and we need to be able to bring it right side up because our women are to be praised so i give honor to my wife melody palmer and honor to all the women that are in the house and women that are watching us and women that will be watching delayed honor to you for loving the Lord with all of your heart for pursuing him with all of your heart for going crazily after him for going all out after him understand this without fail that the Lord God of glory will reward your every effort and you are worthy of praise you are worthy of honor. You are worthy of accolades and congratulations. May the great God of heaven bless you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May he give you his peace. May he give you victory in every situation. May he heal every wound, every hurt, every place where there may be rejection and, and place where is a feeling of lack of accomplishment. May God shows you that godliness with content is still great gain. It's not godliness plus house and car and land and everything. It's godliness with content. It is still great gain. All of the house and the car and the stuff are the side orders. Those are the things that are added. But those that fear the Lord will be praised. And so we give you glory, God, for your daughters, for your prophetess, for your servants, for your women, servants, daughters of you who have served well. And we give them praise. We give them congratulations and gratitude that is due them. Even on this day called Mother's Day. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to have you then to bow your heads with me. And I'm going to ask our mothers just to stand for a moment, I'd like to pray a special prayer over you. And mothers, just stand for the moment. Let me pray a special prayer over you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God.
Thank you, Lord. So many of you in the house today. Father, maker of heaven and earth, in whose hand there is great power and none can resist you. We concur with that testimony from Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, as he declared this in his prayer. When the enemy comes against him, we announced again that you are God who rules over the affairs of men. And no one can withstand you. No powers of darkness, no powers in earth, no powers in the heavenlies are able to withstand you. For you are God alone. Today, we ask you, God, to come up on our women who are mothers, beginning with my own wife and those a part of this congregation, those in-house and those online. Watching now are delayed. That even for those who watch this delayed, it will still reach them as a prayer for them. In the name of Jesus, we declare over them right now that they will experience all the benefits that comes with fear in you, God. You promise that those who fear you shall be praised. They will experience the benefit that comes with fearing you, that comes with being a worshiper, that comes with being a prayer warrior, a seeker, that comes with the hungering and the thirsting after righteousness. They will experience the benefit that comes with all of this giving of themselves. Father, in the name of Jesus, we release over them right now healings. Let me start with healings. Healings in the deep places. May the Lord God sanctify you. Body, soul, and spirit. We're declaring healing. Body, soul, and spirit. In the deep places of your emotion. From every hurt and wounds and harm. Ever scabbed over wounds and hurt. That have happened in your life. From your childhood. Even before you were born. Until now. That the God of heaven and earth. Will set you free. In the name of Jesus Christ. So we release over you healing and wholeness from your brokenness, from whatever issue, from the issue of blood. Many women are battling uh, issues related to their reproductive system, fibroids, endometriosis, uh, and other issues that related. In the name of Jesus Christ, we speak to those matters now. And we're asking that your healing will go in there. Women are experiencing ovarian cysts. Or they are experiencing situations where the ovaries are not functioning the way they are to. In order to give birth. We are declaring in the name of Jesus. That a miracle be wrought in the womb of the women. Of this nation, of this country, of this church. And of those who are watching. We release upon you the miracle of God. And the favor of God. In the same way that God heard the cry of Hannah. Are married to Elkanah and open up her womb. We are declaring for those who are married and are looking to have children. We release upon you the blessing that the Lord God of heaven will grant you your request. In the name of Jesus. We pray that God will fight the battles that you can't fight on your own. Battles with mother-in-law. Battles with relatives. Battles with husband. Battles with uh, father to children to whom you are not married battles that are engaged where persons are cutting off sustenance and support where fathers are supposed to take care of their children and they are not doing it in the name of Jesus Christ 
we send for the holy ghost warrant manned by the angels of heaven to every man who have given a, a woman child and refuses to take care of that child we declare that god will arrest them and bring them to books and every cent owing must be paid over call it forth right now where husbands have rejected their own wives and have abandoned them for some other girl we're declaring now in the name of jesus that you do a work in the hearts of these men and that you'll convict them and bring them to salvation that they might repair the damage that they have done and that they have caused by their own infidelity and that you will do a work in them in the name of jesus now god of heaven and earth we ask you to touch our women again body soul and spirit that they will feel the touch and the move of your, your spirit upon them in the name of jesus and that they will know that they will not be cast aside the requests are legitimate the requests are real we pray for those women who wear as it were many hats they are multi-professionals they are wife they are business women they are leaders in the house of god father my prayer for those women this day is that you will give them the strength you will uphold them with your righteous right hand and you will say to them according to isaiah 41 verse 10 and, and verse 13 that they must give you their hand you will help them we ask you for help for them right now in the name of jesus christ and you'll do this help to them father cover our mothers from abuse cover them from being used cover them from molestation and rape cover them from the men who are abducting women to kill them cover them cover them from domestic violence cover them from gender-based violence cover them from all of the other nice terms that they might use to describe a very wicked act cover them in the name of jesus but father get them praise release blessings and goodness and resources to them right now in the name of jesus christ we call it forth father we declare that the great god of heaven maker of heaven and earth will bless the mothers of this nation will bless the mothers of this church will bless the mothers that are watching on tv and on facebook or whatever source you have chosen to to watch from may the god of heaven bless you may he bless you may he remember you because every time he remembers someone miracles take place may the god of heaven remember you in the matters that you are asking him for and may he grant you your request now the psalm 20 says now we know that the lord saves his anointed he hears them from his holy hill father we are asking you from your holy hill to hear the cry of the women and to hear my cry concerning the women and that you'll grant them their request in the name of jesus and that you'll do this now today we bless them today we release your glory upon them today we release your power upon their lives today we release assurances that you are working on their behalf and today today may you surround them like a shield may you keep them in the hollow of your hands in the name of jesus christ amen amen and amen and amen